The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Hi, this is Tom Sone, and welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Landlord. And today, we're talking about why a landlord would or would not accept an offer from somebody who's looking to do a rent-to-rent deal or a rent-to-rent property investment on a landlord's property. And just before we get started, a rent-to-rent is where somebody comes along and offers you a guaranteed rent or they offer you a company let or something like that where they effectively guarantee your rent for you and then re-rent it out or sublet it out to other tenants as a HMO, which is a house of multiple occupancy, or as an Airbnb or a holiday let, or they just re-rent it out for a profit themselves. Um, it sounds it sounds great for the rent-to-renter, but on the face of it, it doesn't sound great for a landlord. But it might actually be. So I wanted to give you a few pros and cons, a few ideas so that if you're ever made an offer on your rental property by a rent-to-renter, then you know hopefully a few different parts to it so you can make a good decision. It's not a bad thing, by the way. It suits some landlords more than others, and you've always got to try and think about it from all sides to make it, to make it work for you. So, First of all, yeah, rent to rent is basically where somebody will make you an offer on your property rental. They will then um, agree a rent. So for an example, if your normal rent is a thousand quid and somebody comes along and offers you 750 pounds a month as a guaranteed rent paid month in, month out, doesn't matter whether tenants pay or not, the rent to renter will guarantee that rent. Now. That's good from a landlord's perspective because it means you get a secure income. There are a few things that you will need to check which I'll come on to in a minute. But then that person, that rent-to-renter, will then re-rent the property out. Now they can do that as either a standard let, which maybe then they'll re-rent the property out for a thousand. They take the 250 pounds per month profit and they will in turn manage that property look after the maintenance, and in a lot of instances, they will carry out light refurbishment works, maybe even other refurbishment works, who knows? But if it works for them as a property investment, then that's how their offer will be calculated. So they're not gonna make you an offer on a property that needs a full 10,000 pound refurbishment, and they're not gonna make you an offer which will generate them 100 pounds a month profit they're gonna make you an offer which warrants their investment in your property. Now that's if they're just doing it as a standard let, you could also do it as a HMO. So for another example, if you've got a big house and it's 
adequate and suitable for a house of multiple occupancy or a house share, then the rent-to-rent -rent investor may well make you an offer, which is, again, they might make you an offer of, I don't know, £750 a month, and then they're going to they're going to rent it out room by room, and they may well make I don't know eighteen hundred pounds a month, and they take the profit. Which seems like you know any you would you would probably think that a landlord might think well hang on why don't I just rent it out as a HMO? Yep, absolute valid question, and we'll come on to some uh, some counter arguments to this in a second, but then. The, the rent-to-rent -rent investor may well uh, rent your property from you and then re-rent it out as an Airbnb or a holiday let, um, which again, they guarantee the rent to the landlord. So the landlord doesn't really, shouldn't really be bothered what they rent it out as because the rent-to-rent -rent investor is guaranteeing the rent, is guaranteeing the property maintenance, is guaranteeing the management of the property. So really, as long as it's all above board, which again, I'm going to tell you in a second about properties that, uh, sorry, things to check and look out for, then as long as it's all above board and legal and compliant, then it doesn't really matter to the landlord. You might be one of those landlords that just wants easy, peaceful life, get your money each month, move on to the next month, get your money, move on, get your money and so on without having any involvement in the property. Now, if that's profitable for you, then you might want to consider this. Because remember, your property is nothing more than a vehicle which is designed to make profit. And the best investors, the anonymous landlords, their property is nothing more than a vehicle that's designed to make profit without them, and that's the key. And this is one way to do it. Now, you might make less profit but if you carry out the right due diligence and research on the investor, and the investor has the right capital behind them, the right structure behind them, and is compliant and legal, then actually you can make profit, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, with very minimal risk, because your rent is guaranteed. So it could be an option to consider. Now, what are the risks? Well, first of all, you are effectively taking on a business-to-business -business contract. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you are doing a individual, private individual to private individual contract, then you are given much more leniency in the legal system, in the courts. And it's like a fair and reasonable uh, leniency as well. So a judge, if it ever went to court because the rent-to-renter didn't pay the rent or the property was damaged or somehow there was some money owed to you for something and you went to court, if this was a individual uh, private contract then you or a consumer contract, then you may well be, um, no, you may well lose a bit because the judge might say, well, you know what? Yeah, I can see they owe you this money, but I can see that they are um, just a person. They don't really, they didn't really mean to. It's not anybody's fault, blah, 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 blah. And you may well lose a bit of money on that. However, this is a business to business contract. So that means the legal system doesn't take that sort of leniency. And it's the same both ways. So if they owe you money, the chances are that judge will just say, do you have a contract? Yes. 
does that person, does that contract include liability for this money owed? Yes. Case closed. You owe the money. Move on. Pay it. County court judgment. <laughs> and similar in the other way as well, because if it turns out in some way that you end up owing the rent-to-rent -rent investor money, perhaps you renege on a contract or something, then the judge will look at it and say, do you have a contract? Yes. Does that contract state that you owe this money? Yes. Case closed. You owe the money. So in some cases, it's a good thing to have a black and white contract like that, where, um, you know, as a business to business contract, it's cut and dry. There is no negotiation, but you should get a good lawyer to check over that contract just to make sure that it is all above board, that it does protect you, because remember the lawyer must work in your interests. So the second thing as well to check is the, uh, the compliance of the renter-renter. If they're gonna rent that property out as a HMO or a house of multiple occupancy, then that renter-renter must have the HMO licensing if that's required, must apply the correct planning if that's required, uh, because bear in mind, certain types of house shares do require planning permission from the council. So they must have all of those things in place. And there must be certain protections. If they're running a business, they need the right business indemnity insurances, public liability insurances, all of those things that are required by a business in, able, in order to operate with the general public must be in place. And I would also check that they have adequate cover. If anything goes wrong and it's the worst case scenario and you know, there's a fatality in your property, they need to be able to cover that. Because there is a risk that that is passed on to you. Again, you can go back to the contract and make sure that you accept no liability for those instances. Now, I don't know how feasible they are in court, but as long as you put those clauses in place that protect you as best as they can, then you should be all right. So you've protected yourself contractually. You've protected yourself as a business because whether you are whether you own that company in a limited company name or privately, technically you are a business and probably will be treated as a business because you receive income and you have an expenditure and so on and so on and so on. You make profit. Um, then you've also made sure that the uh, the rent to rent investor is compliant. That is very very important. You do not, I promise you, you do not want to have your property rented out as a house of multiple occupancy and then get stung because the renter-renter didn't have the appropriate licensing, planning consent, permission to rent it out like that. Plus, if they're going to rent it out as a HMO, they need to make sure that your property is suitable as a HMO. There are so many pieces of legislation now around HMO properties. I'm not gonna go through them all right now. It's a whole different podcast. So make sure that that rent to renter provides you with that information and at minimum takes on the whole liability for that licensing, for any repercussions from non-compliance, that is vitally important. Also, 
This is just a personal preference. If I was ever going to consider a rent-to-rent -rent option, then I would insist that the rent-to-renter has the right capital, the right money behind them, the right financing, the right credit score in order to support my rent. So if they're going to pay me a £1,000 a month, for an example, I want to know that they are going to be able to afford that rent for at least a year, at minimum, and they've got the funds in the bank to be able to do that. If they don't have that, then I would seriously consider why you would accept that deal. It's just a risk. Because what would happen is you'd agree the deal, allow a renter-renter to go ahead and rent that property out, and then the tenant doesn't pay them rent, so then they can't pay you rent. And all that happens is you go through that process whilst the property is either empty or not paying rent and you're not receiving rent. You go through a process of terminating contracts, evicting tenants and so on and so on and so on. And that takes time. And yes, you can go to court and potentially recover that, that loss. However, that also takes time. So during the time that you're taking to go through that process, then you're losing money every single month. And especially if you've got expenses as well to pay. So do remember that. That rent-to-renter must have the right funds in place to be able to cover the rent for at least a year. More if, I mean, preferentially, preferentially, that's the word, isn't it? I would prefer, <laughs> I would prefer if I agree a five-year rent-to-rent deal, I want to see that they've got funds to be able to pay it for five years. Now, that's a tall order, yes. And there are other ways to do it. But definitely get them to provide you with an Experian credit score, a full Experian credit score, or ask your accountant to run a credit score on them. Sometimes accountants have access to that sort of software. One way or another, they've got to do a credit score. And uh, especially you can do a credit score on their business if they have one. That will get, be a good indicator about whether their business is financially viable. Um, so, yeah, try that out and, uh, and see how that goes. But also, one other thing to, to check. If you're going to check the, the uh, rent-to-renter's financial viability or the financial um, suitability, then ask if they have other rent-to-rent -rent properties. And this does two things. First of all, if they have other rent-to-rent -rent properties, I would want to know how much that income or how much income they generate from the other rent-to-rent -rent properties. Not revenue, how much income in profit the business that wants to do a deal with you, how much they make on their other rent-to-rent -rent portfolio. And the reason you ask that is because if they come across if they if they rent your property off you and they can't pay the rent then the other rents that they receive should be able to support to support your rent and that is the rent to rent model it's a very simple model it's like it's like banks what they do is they banks will lend out a load of money and if they lend to somebody who's higher risk then they'll increase the interest rate because then they know that let's say um 10% of all of the loans they lend out are going to default then the interest that they're charging on the other loans will cover that loss. And it's the same in rent-to-rent -rent property. If you've got 10 properties all earning you um, £5,000 in net profit, then you can afford to pay the rent on the percentage that may 
not pay you, you can afford to still pay the rent. I was talking to rent to renters there, but hopefully that makes sense. Basically, what I'm saying is, is that if they've got profits coming in from other properties, that should cover any of their properties that don't pay rent. Because the chances of a rent to renters portfolio completely stopping payment of any rent is very, very low. So yeah, ask them what other properties they have as rent to rent in their portfolio. That would be a really good question to ask. Ask them how much profit they make. If they're not prepared to share that with you, I would question why. It's a business. Why wouldn't you want people to know how much profit you make? If it is a legitimate business, then you can pretty much check out that all on public information. So uh, I would question why not. Maybe you could ask to see their accounts, something like that. You kind of get where I'm going here, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. And you may well be offered, you may have already been offered a rent to rent, but not realise it. You know when someone comes along and offers a company let, or someone comes along and offers you a guaranteed rent as an individual, then the chances are they're probably offering you a rent to rent deal. And again, I go back to what I said at the beginning, rent to rent is not a bad thing. You shouldn't avoid it because some people actually benefit from it and it works for some people. It's a, it's a way of making profit and be completely hands off. Now, you could argue that there are some uh, companies, letting agents, that will also offer you a guaranteed rent. And, you know, that might be another route to, to, to look at. But if you're a landlord that would accept a lower offer and you're happy to just stay completely out of it, then it might be worth considering, but make sure you do your checks. So what are the risks as well? I mean, look, I've been through a couple of risks already, but there might be a couple more. So for an example, if you have a property that is a rent-to-rent deal, um, then the chances are the rent-to-renter, the person that's renting directly from you, is going to be a business. And if they're a business then they might be a limited company. And a limited company, just by the general essence of it, means that they have limited liability. So if the shit hits the fan and they struggle to pay your rent and it goes all tits up, they can just close that company down and will nine times out of 10 be completely void of any contractual obligations they have with you. So there's a couple of ways to protect yourself from that, but it is always a risk, I will tell you that. And any investing is a risk, right? Any, any sort of thing like this is a risk. You can rent to a standard tenant and it's still a risk. But if you check out that company that is offering you a rent to rent, I would want to know how long it's been established. If it's, been, if it's a newly made company, Again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing and you shouldn't consider it, but if it's a newly formed company, then that person, the owner of that business's exit strat, or no, hang on, the owner of that business's exit from that company should be quite easy. If they don't have many assets, they don't have any, um, you know, cash in there or anything like that, if basically it's just a new, newly formed company, they've gone out, done a rent to rent with you and then it all goes tits up they can just close that company down without too much problem I wouldn't have thought if they've been long-term established however then it's much more difficult to close that company down it has to be properly wound up and 
there'll be uh, administrators with, or, or insolvency practitioners who would allocate the funds uh, <coughs> and so on. And in some cases, the owners can get into serious trouble. But check the uh, how long that business has been established. Long-term business is a better thing. Uh, Short-term business just means that you need to think about the risk a bit more. Also check out, like I said earlier on, how many properties they have in their portfolio and how long they've had those properties in their portfolio. So if they've been going for a, a good amount of time and they've got a good number of properties in their portfolio, then the chances are they're a decent company and they're a decent secure company who is making good profit, which means your property and your income is much more secure. I don't know why in this country we begrudge businesses for making profit. We hate companies that make profit. Whereas I see any company that I work with, if I'm going to do business with a company, I want them to be making profit. I want them to be making profit already and I want them to be making profit from me. Because if they're making profit already, then they are a secure company. And if they're going to make profit from me, and I'm still making profit, right? I'm not saying that I sacrifice my profit for their profit. But if they're making profit as well from me, then that means they are in the deal. They are going to be active in the deal. It means a lot to them. It's going to be uh, precious to them. They're going to want to protect that profit. So think about those things. Don't ever begrudge a company for making profit. In fact, we should all be applauding companies that make profit. If they do it compliantly and they do it legally and they do it honestly and they make profit, good on them. Good on them. So just to wrap all of that up, and by the way, I apologise in advance. No, I apologise in arrears if this episode maybe has a tonne of information all thrown about in a bit of a scattergun approach. Um, these drive-bys and a lot of these podcasts are completely unscripted. I don't have notes. It just comes out of my head because, as I always say, these are the things that I think about on my way to the office. Um, and it just all comes out. I just blurt it all out and hopefully it forms into some sort of interest for you. Yeah, hopefully it forms into some sort of uh, good advice, good tips, good information that helps you in your decisions. Uh, but yeah, wrapping up then, definitely, definitely, definitely check the company that's offering you a rent to rent. Check how much profit they make, check the longevity of their company. What you're doing is you're really uh, analysing the risk. Is that company a risk to your income? Ignore the tenants that they're looking to put in the property. Ignore how they're trying to rent the property out. That's their problem. As long as that company can pay you the agreed rent month in, month out, without fail, then that's a potentially good deal. Secondly, make sure they are doing it compliantly, legally, and they have all of the right accreditation, all of the right qualification, all of the right licensing, all of the right permissions. Definitely. Make sure they've got the right insurances. This is a massive, massive thing. Because you don't want to take on any liability for their operation. That's their operation. Make sure that the rent that, they, that you agree is still profitable for you. And I'll give you an example. If I said to you that I would pay you... 10% return on your investment 
for absolutely nothing. And you wouldn't ever, ever, ever have to lift a finger or answer a call or do anything. It's not a bad deal. When you consider that some people buy rental properties and manage it themselves for 10% return on investment. I don't understand that, but hey, some people, that's that's it. What you could do, by the way, just a quick side note, if you if you want to buy an investment property and uh, you're looking at, you're, you, you're happy with 10% return on investment or 10% yield, then uh, I would probably look for a different property and get an agent to manage so that you get 10% net profit without having to manage it yourself. Anyway, that's a whole different thing. So yeah, make sure that the, the rent-to-rent value works for you and it's profitable for you, but also make sure it's profitable to them. Please make sure that it's profitable to them. If it's profitable to them, then it will make sense for them and it will make sense for them to protect it. <clears throat> they'll, more, they'll be more likely to look after it and they'll be less likely to jump ship as soon as anything goes wrong. That's a very important one. Now, the ways that somebody would do the rent to rent, like I've said at the beginning, they might either do it as a single let. And let's take a property which normally would rent out for a thousand pound a month. <clears throat> they might offer you £750 a month for a single let. They might offer you £1,000 a month, which is your full rent, and then they'll rent it out as a HMO, House of Multiple Occupancy. Or they might rent it out as an Airbnb, and they may even offer you a bit more. If your property is suitable for an Airbnb, they may well do that. So all in all, If you're going to consider a rent-to-rent deal, then don't be put off by the term rent-to-rent. I think that a lot of, there's a bit of a stigma, is that the word? There's a bit of a a bad taste in people's mouths from the phrase rent-to-rent or subletting. Which I suppose technically it's it's not subletting, it is subletting, it is rent-to-rent, I don't know. But Really, it's not a bad thing if you do it correctly. Now, here's a little warning, by the way, for any people that are thinking about doing rent to rent themselves. It's high risk. It costs money. You've got to get it right. You must be legal. You must be compliant. Don't, please, 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 don't try and do this without the correct compliance, licensing, consent, permission, All of those things must be in place. Otherwise, I promise you, this is a business-to-business contract and you will be in serious trouble. Serious trouble. Not just legally, but financially as well. Because if you've guaranteed a rent for five years, you've got to pay it. And if you don't pay it, that landlord can immediately take you to court. And it's a bad thing for you. It's a bad thing for the landlord. And it's a bad thing for the tenants involved. So please, if you're going to get into rent to rent, please do it right. And hey, look, by the way, if you do want to get into rent to rent and you want some advice on it, give me a shout. I'll happily set up a discovery call with anybody who wants to do rent to rent deals. And I will give you some help and advice and some tips on where to find rent to rent deals, but also how to do them properly. You can also go on training courses. One of the, there's, there's, Uh, Oh, there's tons, actually. I won't go through them now. But um, Ryan Luke, for an example, he's been on my podcast many times. He is a rent-to-rent specialist 
but he does it the right way. He does it compliantly, does it legally, does it profitably. And those are the people you need to follow. Watch out for rent to rent experts, so to speak, that you have to pay for to give you their advice. Find out what they've done, find out what they're doing and find out who else is following them. Yeah, Ryan Luke is a good one on rent to rent. Um, I've done a couple of podcasts with him actually where he talks about rent to rent. So, so give them a listen. But failing that, if you'd rather talk to me, then give me an email, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk or message me through my Facebook page and uh, we'll set up a discovery call, which is a fancy way of saying we'll have a chat. I call them discovery calls because they're nice and gimmicky and I do love a gimmick. Um, Yeah, we'll set up a discovery call and I'll find out what you're looking to achieve and I'll give you some advice on how you can get into rent to rent yourself. Or if you're a landlord and uh, and you want some advice on accepting or declining rent to rents, then give me a shout. You know what? If you're a landlord or a property investor and you want some advice or some help, then give me a call. <laughs> give me a shout. Give me an email, whatever it is, and we'll set up a discovery call. But until then, look, hope that helps. And remember, the golden rule here is that your property, it's not your baby. It's not your pension. It's not your life. It's not your anything. Your property is nothing more than a vehicle which is designed to make profit without you. That's what you've got to go with. Your property is a vehicle which is designed to make profit without you. And there's so many parts to that. I'm not going to go through them now, but think about it like this, Mr. and Mrs. Property Investor and Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. If you spend all your time and effort managing your own properties, doing all of your own compliance and doing all of your own legislation, management, lettings, blah, 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 but you're not doing it as well as an expert could do, then your property's not making profit without you. And you could also be running the risk of getting it wrong. Do you know there are 176 pieces of legislation to do with lettings? Mind blowing. So that is a 30 minute podcast. I was aiming at 20, but there was a lot of information in there and hopefully you got something from it. So I will leave that with you. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, give me a shout, by the way, if you have any ideas on podcast episodes that you'd like me to talk about. Until then, I will speak to you soon. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sohn on any social media, or just email me, tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message, I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast, and remember... Being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.